We've seen the white lady damsels in distress, calling the police on black people, sometimes young black children, for things like mowing a neighbor's lawn, asking a white lady to put their dog on a leash in a place where it's illegal not to have them on a leash, selling water or lemonade on the street, swimming in a pool, barbecuing, having a children's party in a park. You name it, white women can call the police when black people are doing it. Privilege doesn't just give people opportunity, it gives them power. Hi, welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I am psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome. People talk about privilege a lot lately, Cindy, but sometimes I think not everyone has a really good idea of what that actually means. So I think we should look at it. I agree, Julie, we definitely should. Let's start with social identity. It does relate. A person's sense of who they are based on the groups they belong to and identify with is their social identity. It includes things like race, gender, religion, and other groups or organizations that people belong to. Right. So it makes sense that your full social identity is a combination of all of these groups. They all intersect and they shape you in unique ways. The groups you belong to can have something to do with anything about you your interests, your religion, your looks or skin color, education, financial status, your culture. Social identity influences the clothes you wear, what car you buy, where you live, what you believe, your traditions. And the way people relate to you, the way they see you and treat you. Also, the way you carry yourself and the ways you interact with others and even how you feel about yourself. Right, so example. A black male is typically treated differently than a white male, and both are treated differently than a white female, and all of the above are treated differently than a black female is. We're talking in stereotypes, in a stereotype typical way in the United States. That's what we're saying. Yes, and then adding other social identities to the multi-intersectional mix, you end up with even more differences that are influenced by social identity. So, for example, a rich black male is treated differently than a rich white male. A poor person is treated differently than either of them, and it breaks down further along racial, gender, educational, and other lines. Right. People in certain social groups, or who are even thought of as belonging to a certain social group, can have various levels and types of privilege, which are advantages or benefits that people happen to get just because they belong to a certain social group or groups. Having privilege gives a person a certain amount of power, and that power and privilege also affects how they move through the world, how others see them, how they see themselves, and what's expected of them. This is a really huge deal. We have to really stop and think about this because identity-based privilege can be, has been, used as a weapon to marginalize, oppress, 
or even to kill people who don't have privilege. I am not exaggerating. Not at all. A lot of privilege in our society has to do with the systemic inequity that leads to oppression and violence against marginalized groups of people, like indigenous people, black and brown people, gay people, immigrants, women, and so forth. Whether you have privilege or not impacts so many things about how you live your life, how you treat others, how you're being treated by others, and like I said, even your overall safety and well-being. The idea of privilege upsets a lot of people so much that even the word privilege is now a weapon. Because when people hear it, they hear shame and blame and they feel bad. White people especially seem to be very defensive about the idea of having privilege. Right, even though they're the ones that tend to have privilege. <laughs> like, they aren't responsible for it. They respond by describing all the ways they struggled when they were younger, didn't come from a wealthy family, had to work hard to get where they are, blah, blah, blah. Right. But saying you have privilege because you're white doesn't negate any of the struggles you and or your family may have had to overcome. It's simply pointing out that if you were a person of color, for example, there would have been more layers of challenge added to your struggle. Even more struggles if you were a person of color born in poverty or a gay person of color. Right. Privilege comes from racism, classism, sexism, ableism, and other isms. It also leads to heightening them even more. Our daily lives are shaped by our challenges and struggles, but also by our privilege and opportunity. And privilege doesn't just give people opportunity. It gives them power. And many use that power to wield over others and oppress them. They may not even be fully aware that they're doing it. Exactly. They usually are not aware, since they aren't even fully aware of the privilege that they have. Now cell phones and the internet have made it clear how much people do use their privilege as weapons against others. We can no longer deny it when we see it played out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Right. I personally cannot stand watching these videos, but the truth is they are really informative and revealing of the level of privilege that some people just take for granted. And a lot of people wouldn't believe it if they didn't see the videos. You're right. It's true. We've seen so many viral videos of people, a lot of them, most of them, white women, using their privilege in the worst possible ways. It's more than acting entitled although privilege does offer entitlements and some people wield this as a weapon as well, like nonchalantly cutting in line at the grocery store, acting impatiently rude while waiting to be seated at a restaurant, and in general, assuming that their time, needs, or agenda are more important than other people's. Yeah, like I said, I hate watching that stuff. But what we're talking about here is people engaged in mean, oppressive behavior. It's usually racist, but like I said, it can also be ableist, misogynistic, whatever. Lately, a lot of racist ones have really stood out, and race is one of the biggest markers of privilege in our society. We've seen the white lady damsels in distress, calling the police on Black people, sometimes young Black children, for things like mowing a neighbor's lawn, asking a white lady to put their dog on a leash in a place where it's illegal not to have them on a leash, selling water or lemonade on the street, swimming in a pool, barbecuing, having a children's party in a park. You name it, white women can call the police when black people are doing it. 
when black people are in their vicinity, it seems like, why do they do this? It's because they can and they feel entitled to because these privileged white women are not used to being in places with black people or seeing black people in certain places and they don't like it. They feel uncomfortable, even scared that some unknown harm is gonna come to them. They make stereotyped assumptions. They presume that black people are bad and dangerous and that they don't belong where they are. And they're pretty darn sure that they're correct and that they'll be believed. Whatever they say, why wouldn't they? They are believed. They are believed. And sometimes they even embellish. In other words, they lie in order to make sure they're taken seriously. They do it because odds are in their favor that it will work out for them as it historically has. The police come and tell the Black people to move along so nobody gets hurt. Yeah. The problem is in scenarios like this across our country, since its beginnings, people, mostly Black people, do get hurt, badly hurt, emotionally and physically. Historically, calling the police on people of color is like asking for violence toward that person. Because situations like this have very frequently ended in violence for the person of color and even death. Fortunately, cell phones have made it possible to show white people evidence of their horrible privileged behaviors. Unfortunately, not everyone gets their aggression by white people videoed, and so it's often not believed. And that's part of the problem. White people are often believed over Black people by the police or other authorities. Right. At least for the ones caught on cell phone video, they're called out on the Internet with various consequences. Many of these videos have gone viral and have resulted in shaming the racist and causing them maybe to lose a business or even a job or it has had impact. True. The social pressure not to do these things is slowly turning away from the expectation that they will be done. And more can be done to let people know that weaponizing privilege is not acceptable, that using your privilege as an aggressor while you claim to be a victim will not be tolerated. But that's exactly what they're doing. It's like they feel victimized and they're acting like some innocent kid selling water is an aggressor. Hurting them. Yeah. Racially motivated calls to the police are hate crimes. Just let that sink in. Think about it. They have started to be labeled that way in various places across the country. Calling 911 on a child selling water or lemonade? What's the emergency? What are you a victim of? Who does this? Racist white people. What else can it be? And it's a hate crime because by making that call, the police are brought into what would otherwise just be a normal everyday situation. And they come in with their guns because that's what they do. And then violence is more likely to happen. Also, as white women ourselves, or at least passing for white, we have an obligation to help change the way our privilege is used in the world and take responsibility for our own actions, as well as anything we might do to feed into the oppressive actions of others, especially white people. Mm -hmm. A person who calls 911 for anything other than an emergency is actually committing a misdemeanor of the third degree. This is the same level of crime as possession of marijuana was, for which many black people have been jailed. A misdemeanor of the third degree can carry a sentence of six months to one year in prison and a fine of up to $2,500.
well, nobody should be in prison for possession of marijuana. Okay, so maybe the punishment for a white lady calling 911 doesn't have to be jail, but it could be a fine that goes toward a bail fund or some Black-run organization. The punishment could also include some kind of restorative justice or a community service or some situation in which the white aggressor has to spend time talking to the victim or helping them or helping a Black organization in some way. I really like that. I think it would be more effective than jail time. <laughs> when people get to know one another, you usually wind up with much less fear and impulsively racist acts. Yes. Society, starting with all of us white people, should be sending strong messages that these types of calls to police are racist and that racism is wrong. Victims of this type of harassment or hate crime should also be able to hold the caller accountable for their being wronged by this behavior. It cannot continue to be seen as acceptable. I like that. Like maybe they could get paid the fine, a little payment for being mistreated by this racist white person. Mm -hmm. And also our educational system should be taking all of this into account. But given we're not even allowed to learn about American history right now, I don't think we can count on that happening. No. Nevertheless, white people do have a responsibility to educate ourselves, each other, and our children against racism. Right. If we don't want to feel blamed and shamed, then we have to do the work. We have to use our privilege to pursue justice and equity for those that don't have it. Otherwise, we're supporting white supremacy by doing nothing. We're supporting white supremacy. We're helping maintain the status quo of our aggressively racist society that oppresses marginalized people. We can do so much better. Calling the cops on people living their lives and doing nothing to bother or harm you is the worst way to use your privilege. You don't have to be ashamed or feel blamed for your privilege. After all, in most cases, you didn't do anything to earn it. You were born black or white, rich or poor, gay or straight, etc. If you have privilege, admit it and be grateful for it. Embrace it. You are lucky. Your social identity and the opportunities you have as a result don't actually say anything about who you really are. The thing that defines who you are isn't the privilege that you have, it's how you use it. That's so important. And if we don't use our privilege to end injustice and inequity, we're complicit in it. If we're not working toward being anti-racist, we're complicit in that too. Yeah. Instead, we can pursue social justice by learning to be good allies and working to promote equity and respect for all people and all social groups. It's not that hard. Just be respectful and compassionate. Come on. That seems hard for some people. I think anyone can do it. <laughs> people, use whatever privilege you have as a tool instead of as a weapon, a tool for equity and justice. It's not always easy. Sometimes it's even dangerous. So yes, you have to use common sense and do the most good with the least amount of casualty on any side. But in whatever way you feel you can, make yourself proud of the privilege you wield by learning and practicing how to use it effectively for good. And ultimately, the goal is that certain societal groups and classes, et cetera, don't have privilege. We are really hoping that one day we'll have an equitable society where everyone's equal. There isn't so much privilege. 
That's the goal. Learningforjustice.org offers resources for teaching, learning, and understanding white privilege, how to unpack it, and most importantly, how to use it for good. Use it for good. Thanks for listening. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Until next time, take care.